Chase, white circle, shoots and scores! A shorthanded goal for Jonathan Tate! Kubelik in front, he shoots and scores! Dominic Kubelik on a belief line, right circle, shoots and scores! He set it up for Carpenter to slice and he scores! Patrick Kane has a thousand NHL points! It's time for another episode of Blackhawks Crazy. Presented by FanList. Is this the game that gets Alex to bring it back on track? Here's Kane, top left circle, shoots and scores! In front of the net, believe to bring it, tapped it, and the Hawks have finally solved Pecorino in this hockey game. Chris Bowden and Joe Brand break down the latest storylines surrounding your favorite Chicago hockey team. The power play goal, he's standing in front of the net, put the breakaway in overtime. That's one where you're going, wow. Picked off by Keith. To the break and a breakaway in overtime for the win. On the Predator line. Shoot the scores! The cap! It's an overtime game winning goal! That's hockey, baby! Here's Chris Bowden and Joe Brand. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a fresh edition, a weekend edition of the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast, a weekend emergency edition, if you will, because. We finally have an answer on the Blackhawks' goaltending mystery as they board a plane on Sunday for Edmonton for the beginning of the restructured NHL playoffs at long last. I'm Chris Bowden, your pre- and post-game host on WGN Radio. And yes, on the final day, the final of 11 practices over the course of 13 days in Blackhawks training camp part two as part of the return to play, we for the first time saw Corey Crawford partake in practice, and the great mystery around his absence was finally solved. And it was Corey himself who got on the Zoom call with reporters afterwards after participating not only in some drills, but also in a uh, 20-minute scrimmage, the first of two 20-minute scrimmages with his Blackhawks teammates. He got on and explained that he, in fact, did come down with the coronavirus, and that is the reason this was the first time he was back on the practice ice with the Blackhawks. Yeah, I just wanted to start off by saying uh, um, I, I tested positive for, for COVID. So, um, you know, I've had to quarantine in my place here in Chicago for the last few weeks. Um, so uh, that, that was the that was uh, the case for my, my absence at camp. And i um, excited to be back. Um, I'm going to try and... Uh, get into it as quick as possible and and try and get that uh, game shape back. Corey, uh, good to see you again. And, and just how uh, tough have these last couple weeks been on you? Um, just trying to get back and, and waiting, I assume, for everything to be all clear. Um, it was, uh, I'd say it was a lot tougher at the start. Um, the first few days that uh, I started feeling symptoms, uh, that was the hardest. Um, the last couple weeks maybe a little bit more was uh was a little bit easier but uh I still couldn't couldn't really do much in case uh in case there was something uh wrong with my lungs or or my heart so we we had to get that checked out first uh, before I really started uh pushing uh in the gym or uh, or come on the ice so uh all of that has been done um you know the doctors uh did a good job uh, I think we uh we were safe enough about it where uh, we didn't put anyone else at risk. And, um, you know, we're, I'm just excited to, to be back on the ice and, and seeing pucks again. Hey, Corey, good to see you. Um, how, how much time do you feel like you need to kind of get back up to game speed? And, and do you hope to be ready by, by game one? 
Um, well, the, obviously there's not much time, but, uh, you know, I've never really been, uh, someone that, that skates a ton in the summer anyway. Uh, but, uh, I feel like it takes a few practices just to get your, uh, just get your legs under you. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you do in the gym, but, um, today felt, uh, felt decent for the first time, uh, first time on the ice and, um, you know, I'm just going to try and build off of that. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a good session with Jimmy um, doing the goalie drills, uh, you know, pushing around the crease felt great. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I think, a little bit more uh, the cardio part, uh, the endurance in the legs. Uh, after I get a few practices, that would be a lot better. Hey, Corey, I, I know people that they come with, down with COVID, that the, the symptoms seem to vary. Um, were you, did you know much about it? And I don't know if you can go talk about it all, kind of what, what you felt and how it affected you. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say the, you know, a lot of people had, had different symptoms. Uh, I heard some stuff on the news, but, um, you know, I, I was trying to stay as safe as possible with my family. Uh, you know, we spent, uh, a lot of time at home actually. And, um, with two, two young kids, uh, you know, a, a new baby at home, um, and our two year old. So, um, you know, we really didn't really spend that much time, uh, out. So uh, it was, it was actually a really, really big surprise that, uh, that I tested positive and, um, you know, I was just, uh, you know, hoping to, to recover as quickly as possible. Um, you know, hearing that some people, uh, the symptoms could last for, for months, but um, it seemed to go by fairly quick um, with uh, pretty much flu-like symptoms. Um, and then, I mean, once once where those were gone, the, the, the bad ones, uh, I mean, within a few days, uh, it was more just trying to recover and get the, the 10, 10 days. And we even went further than that, uh, two weeks, just to just to make sure that, uh, you know, it was, it was the safest thing. Hi, Corey. Uh, looking ahead to Edmonton, what are your thoughts um, about going there and being in the bubble and, and how do you think the playoffs will go if, if you're ready in time? Uh, it's definitely some different. I think uh, just missing the crowd, um, you know, playoff hockey is, uh, it's all about having that crowd there and uh, feeding off of feeding off of them. Um, you know, that's, that's part of the excitement and uh, that would be, uh, you know, pretty weird to adjust to at first, but um, still, I think once we get into those games, uh, especially against a team like Edmonton, um, you know, it's going to be some high pace hockey and I think it's going to be exciting to, to watch for the fans. And, um, you know, we're trying to, uh, to get as ready as we can right now to be, to be good for that first game. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. I think, uh, obviously it was a, a weird time for everyone, uh, in this country and, and in Canada and all over the world, obviously, but, um, you know, we're, we're excited, I think, to, to get back to what we're, we're, uh, used to doing. Hi, Court. It's good to see you doing well. Uh, I want to know, uh, what? How did you feel emotionally about going through this um, COVID ordeal, as well as having to be away from the team? Uh, I, like I said, I think it was just a shock, and um, 
it's kind of a little bit of the unknown too, because uh, as we just talked about it, everyone kind of feels it a little bit differently. And I think there's still some people that uh, had it and months later, they're still, uh, it's still kind of creeping back on them. So, um, you know, that was, uh, that was a lot of things to think about uh, for me, me and my wife. And, um, but uh, we just took it as it came. I mean, it was it was nice to to get the worst part uh, a few days later to to feel start feeling like a little bit more energy and um, the symptoms were were dying down. So, um, I mean, after that, it was uh, I think it was just kind of checking the schedule and and trying to figure out like uh, how much time there was to to really uh, have a chance to get back and um, you know it kind of kind of worked out that I was able to to come back uh, with some maybe a week or so with uh, with practices and hopefully I can can get in the right the right shape and and be able to see the puck well enough to to be at the top of my game and um, you know so I mean it's just a weird a weird time a weird time to just uh, stay at home and 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 just wait and and hopefully it pass quickly hey Corey uh, good to see you I wanted to just ask if you said it was a surprise that you got it. So, was there any idea about how you got it? Did your, you know, anybody you know, did anybody you know get it or have it? And then, just was it difficult to be? I guess did you have to stay quarantined from your family? And how how difficult was that? Uh, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to know where I where I got it. Um, it it's really hard to say. Um, I mean, uh, when I first first did get it uh, I was at home obviously with my family and I had to I stayed in the guest room for for a little bit um you know and, and until I started feeling uh the worst it was was uh, feeling a little bit better than obviously had to wear a mask around the house uh, around the kids and stuff and um you know but it, it was hard too with a, a brand new baby with uh, with my wife and and a two-year-old. So uh, as soon as I had the energy to try and do stuff, uh, you know, I was as cautious as possible uh, around the kids and and around her. And um, you know, we just you know, tried to do our best to to do with uh, what it was. And um, so now, now I'm just I'm excited to to get back to playing hockey. And um, you know, it's uh, you know hopefully uh, have enough time here and. I'm excited to stop some pucks again. Corey, it's good to see you doing healthy. Um, having to stay away from the team for the last two weeks, stepping into the locker room and onto the ice today, what's kind of your your takeaway on how ready this group is? And it, it seems like things are starting to really come together right at the right time for you guys, uh, at least right before you leave. Yeah, I mean, it felt pretty fast for me out there today. Uh, it seemed like guys were, were moving pretty good and, uh shooting the puck pretty good um but uh i mean it's it's a good opportunity it's a good opportunity for for uh young guys that haven't played in the playoffs uh, regardless of fans being in the stands uh they'll see that the intensity will be ramped up a little bit and um it'll be a good experience for them and um you know even uh even veteran guys uh you know another chance at a at another cup so um you know everyone's uh everyone's excited it seems and um i think uh, after after a few weeks of skating uh you know it looks like guys are are uh, itching to get to the games here 
if you go by the timetable that Corey was describing, it leads you to believe that he was ready to report or was going to report to the Blackhawks perhaps uh, late on the week before that they started training camp on the uh, 13th, I believe it was, Monday the 13th. And that's when he uh, tested positive for the virus. And the Blackhawks, usually it's a 10-day quarantine that uh, the medical experts suggest, but the Blackhawks took it an extra few days. So it was a full two weeks before uh, he was allowed to return to action. But the most important thing is he was back out there on the ice. And as part of that scrimmage, uh, he looked pretty good early, made a couple of decent saves on Nicholas Bodan, and then David Camp tried to jam a puck in at the goal mouth. Corey made those stops, also did a pretty good job in interacting with his teammates, stick handling the puck, passing it to them from behind the net. But over the course of the last seven or eight minutes of the scrimmage, some of the rust was evident as he allowed three goals in that particular sequence. First one, by the way, was from Brent Seabrook, who we are going to hear from uh, in just a short while here on the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. Seabrook with a, a wrister from the slot through some traffic that fooled Corey. I was able to get the puck past him. And then on a semi-breakaway, Brandon Hagel decided to go forehand, backhand, and beat Corey there. And uh, number 50 was beat one more time before his 20-minute session was done. So all in all, a little bit of rust when all was said and done. But nevertheless, the fact is he was back out on the ice. And afterwards, head coach Jeremy Colleton provided his impressions of having his two-time Stanley Cup winner from the Blue Paint back with the team. Yeah, it's great to have him out there. Uh, guys are all happy to see him, and uh, and we got right into the nets. So got some working with Jimmy, so that's positive, and uh, we'll we'll get him ready. I mean, great to get him on the ice. It's first day back. That's just the biggest thing: feeling the puck and uh, getting comfortable, and and getting his his game legs back. So um, not gonna not gonna critique things on day one here, but. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time so that we do have some urgency, but he knows that and he's been through it before as far as trying to come back off an injury and get right in. So um, we'll, we'll keep uh, going on that process. Obviously, he's, uh, his track record and, and uh, his highest level is it's a big lift for our team to have him back in the group. And, uh, you know, we, we just got to take it day by day. We've been doing that uh, in the past year, the past couple of weeks, not knowing uh, I know what was going to happen as far as us getting it back. And now uh, the challenge is every day to, to do what we can to prepare them to, to be ready. And, and uh, we don't need to make that decision right now. As we look at the week ahead, the Blackhawks will board a plane for Edmonton on Sunday morning and then practice out there once they arrive and get situated in the bubble. They will have Monday off, but they do have rinks available during their off days where, if need be, they could use that. And if the Blackhawks so inclined, Corey Crawford could get a little bit of extra work in. But aside from Sunday's practice, even with an off day, the Blackhawks will practice Tuesday, have that exhibition game against the Blues that you will hear on WGN radio.com 5:30 on Wednesday and whether it's a case of Corey playing the entire game or they split some periods up in whatever manner that they do that will be more exposure for Corey to get on the ice and get in some real game action but they could also scrimmage as well on Thursday and Friday in practices there in Edmonton 
Edmonton before opening their series against the Oilers next Saturday here on WGN Radio, a 2 o'clock start. So this gives Corey a, a full week of uh, preparation and steam, if you will. If, uh, Jeremy Colleton, Jimmy Waite, and the Blackhawks staff are so inclined to uh, throw him in the net at the very start. So I think he just barely hit that finish line in terms of a realistic timeline for getting himself back in playing shape and, and game day shape. So the hope is that Corey will uh, not have any other hurdles to cross here and he'll be ready to go. Now, taking a look at the Blackhawks health-wise, it's been an encouraging week for them after some question marks a little bit early on. Jonathan Taves missed a practice and a half, but he was able to finish the week with a couple of back-to-back workouts. Calvin DeHaan has been back after he initially reported practice on the first day coming off of that shoulder surgery, but then was missing for about a week due to a family emergency. He got himself back on the practice ice, really looked as good as ever, as a matter of fact, on his very first day in returning to full-scale practices. And Connor Murphy working his way back from what he admitted was a, a tweaked groin that occurred last week. Now, he got onto the ice three times before the Blackhawks finished things up on Saturday. That included Saturday, but he was not put in scrimmage action as they gradually bring him back from what is, uh, you know, a pretty, danger, a pretty dangerous injury for anybody, but particularly an NHL defenseman. The hope is that he can get back to full strength next Saturday uh, and perhaps pair with Calvin DeHaan as a second defensive pairing behind Adam Boquist and Duncan Keith. And uh, you need all your parts working against a high-flying offense that features Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and those Edmonton Oilers. Now, a guy who is not back to 100%, at least in his mind, is Brent Seabrook. Uh, He met the media on Friday after he came to the decision that he's his body is not quite ready. He is extremely encouraged by the strides he has taken since undergoing three surgeries from late December to early February. The first one was on a shoulder injury that had been hampering him since back in his junior days. It kept getting put off and put off. As a matter of fact, that was on the exact same World Junior team that his now head coach Jeremy Carlton was on when Seabrook was a teammate of Jeremy's. They finally put off shoulder surgery for years and years, but he finally got it done in December. And then for what he thought was back and hip pain, it was basically both hips that needed surgery a couple of weeks apart. And he got that repair work done in January and early February that helped subside the back pain. And here in a very interesting give and take with reporters on Zoom on Friday afternoon. Brent was as open as he has ever been. He'd kind of uh, shied away from the spotlight. Well, he always has during the course of his Blackhawks career, but particularly during the course of his rehab and uh, this nearly two-week training camp. He wanted to wait until he came to a final decision on whether he felt he was good to go, ready to go as part of the 31-man player traveling party going to Edmonton. But he felt as encouraged as he is, he's not quite ready And with only a finite number of bodies that have to last through however long any team's run is to the playoffs, he didn't want to risk not being ready in lieu of another guy who may serve the Blackhawks a little bit better if injury or illness should pop up. So here in uh, a very interesting and a long-ranging exchange with reporters, you hear Brent first talk about his reasonings for deciding uh, it's a little too soon for him, and he's setting his eyes on the 2021 training camp, whenever that may be. No, my main focus was coming here to play and and to see how I felt and... and uh get up to speed as, as, as fast as I could. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, don't feel, uh, 
comfortable yet, um, as comfortable as I want to feel on the ice. And uh, I think it's definitely coming. But uh, looking back at it now, I think it was good for me to see where I'm at and, and see what I, I still have to work on and and the things that I have to uh, to get better at and, and stronger with and continue to heal from uh, to be ready for camp next year. How, how disappointed are you by that fact? I mean, did you did you have a did you think it was realistic to play in this when you when you got out here uh, last month? Yeah, hundred percent. I think. I mean, I wouldn't have been here if I didn't think I could play. Um, you know, number one, I'm taking up a spot. Number two, I'm away from my family. You know, for two weeks, I was talking to my wife last night. You know, she was excited that I'm coming home, but also, you know, she was preparing for the long haul. So, um, you know, I came here prepared to to play and 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 make an impact and and. Uh, you know, I'm excited with the way it went. I'm excited with the way I felt, and and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to training hard and figuring out the last few things uh, that I need to figure out and, and be ready for next year. I mean, I want to come back uh, and, and not just be a good player for the Blackhawks, but I want to be a great player in the league. I think I'm uh, very capable of doing that. I've done it for a long time, and and uh, if I get an opportunity here to play, then. Uh, I'm going to give give this team everything I got, like I've always done. Going back to the decision that to have the surgeries, how aware were you that you that you were injured, and and how difficult decision was to even to cut the season short and, and kind of address your body? Well, my shoulder, yeah, my, I mean, I, it, it's it was hard to sleep for probably about five years. Um, sleeping was a challenge. My shoulder, I mean, I hurt my shoulder when I was 18 in the World Juniors, and uh, I got a second opinion, actually, and uh, Dr. Terry hooked me up with the doctor in Winnipeg, and he was my doctor when I hurt my shoulder in Winnipeg with the World Junior team. Um, And then again, I hurt it my first year. Our decision was to strengthen it, and we could get good 10 good years out of it. That's what I did. And we ended up getting 15. I don't know how many of those were good, but we got 15 years out of it. And, uh, you know, it just progressively got worse. I mean, I haven't been able to throw a baseball or a football for a long time. Um, sleeping on, it's been tough. We did an MRI and, and there was some, definitely some, some issues that Dr. Terry could see. The alarming thing to me was there was two separate issues that he couldn't tell me if they needed to be fixed until he was in my shoulder. So, I think that was uh, alarming, and, and uh, he ended up fixing one and, and leaving the other one alone. Just cleaning it up, and, and then with the hips, uh, you know, I've I've uh, I've had trouble with my back for a long time. Uh, getting out of bed, probably more information than you need, but trying to sit on the toilet, you know, things like that. Playing with my kids was was just hard to get on the ground, um, you know, and that's been been going on for five or ten years, so. When we decided to do the shoulder, I asked him to fix my back if I'm going to miss the season. And, and uh, he said, let's look at the hips first and figured there was some, some stuff we could do to, to alleviate a lot of that pressure and that stress. And uh, I mean, I feel incredible. I feel like uh, been able to get up out of bed. Like it's been actually really weird the last two or three months when I get up out of bed. It's, 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 it's been my, my head a lot you know, remembering how hard it was to do certain things and, and, and uh, not having to do that anymore. So, uh, you know, I still catch myself not wanting to do something too quick because I still remember that. And, and now it's, it's just been incredible. I mean, getting down and helping my kids out tie their shoes has been, has been nice. Tie my own shoes has been nice. Put on a sock, getting out of bed. So, uh, 
I'm very happy with with the decisions that I've made and and uh, couldn't have asked for a better surgeon and you know the help he's he's given me through this and and uh, and the guidance so it's been great. I just wanted to get your reaction to the scratches earlier in the season. I know it's never easy for a young coach to scratch a veteran like yourself and your reaction to that and you know did your relationship suffer a little bit with him short term and now is it back to you know being good just get your thoughts on those things. Well, yeah, it's obviously disappointing when you get scratched. You know, I don't think I was playing bad. I think I was playing well enough to play the games, and, and uh, he obviously saw something in me that he didn't like. So um, I know what I can bring to this team. I know what I can bring to to the ice. Um, you know, I still think that I'm uh, one of the best defensemen in this locker room, and, and uh, if given the chance and, and given the opportunities that some guys get, then I think that uh, – I would definitely be able to uh, to live up to those expectations and exceed them. I've done it my whole career. A lot of people want to uh, to make a lot of of, uh, of my contract and and uh, my age. I think if given the opportunity and, and uh, feeling like a big part of the team on the ice, I think that you'll get everything I got. And uh, I got lots left. I got lots left. So um, I'm excited to to get healthy and, and feel the best that I can feel. I'm looking forward to uh, to camp next year. Is this a turning point in your career about you know where you feel your your place is here or in the NHL? I don't know where my place is here with the Blackhawks. That's a question for Stan and Jeremy. As far as the NHL goes, I, I, I know that I can be an impact player on a hockey club. This time off has re-energized me to be better. I got a skating coach up in Canada. I've got a therapist there that I've been working with when I was home. I stayed in Chicago for three months during the, the whole shutdown to to work with uh, a couple people outside of the team that I thought were just incredible people. Um, really cared about me. They were part of the journey to get me back and better than ever. And, and uh, I heard that every day from them. So it was very positive and, and very exciting. And, and uh, you know, my wife has been incredible. She's uh, supported me right through this, right from uh, helping me go to the bathroom right after surgery to, to come into this camp. And, and uh, she's, she's sitting at home with, with three kids and four dogs, and, and uh, I'm here doing my thing. So I'm playing hockey next year. I'm excited to get out there and compete and show everybody that, that I still got lots left. That's, uh, that's a driving force behind my thought process the last, like, I don't know how many months it's been, I guess, since Christmas. I want to ask you about Kirby. Maybe that'll help uh, alleviate the tension. But what have you what have you seen from him behind the scenes, and obviously living from him, especially the fact that he's come back. Um, you know, really these last four months has, has had the first time in eighteen months he said to to kind of mentally and physically recharge. You know, what what has caught out or what has stood out to you about his his play at camp, and also how he's preparing behind the scenes. Well, the, the number one thing that stood out is I think he's been the best player in camp, but he can't beat me. So, <laughs> but um, no, uh, I, I noticed Kirby, you know, throughout the season having flashes of brilliance and, and how good he could be. I think when you look at Kirby, you got to remember he's 18 years old when he came into the league. Uh, he was drafted. The Blackhawks did their thing with him, you know, the the whole red carpet thing. And then we had a camp and then we had – you know, he left there, he left Chicago and he went to world junior camp for three weeks and, you know, he, he got home for a week and, 
and saw his buddies and he was all excited. He probably had a party or two or something like that. He was just drafted third overall. And, and, uh, first time he probably saw his buddies and then he got right shipped to Chicago and into a camp and then he got hurt and he didn't have a training camp with us. I think, uh, you hear a lot more about it in, in the NFL and, and other sports, but when you miss camp, it's, it's pretty tough. And especially for a young kid, uh, especially for an 18 year old kid that's trying to find his way. Um, you know, and I think, I don't know what game he played, but he, he sort of hopped into a game. It was a game 10 or whatever game it was. But, you know, I, I think uh, coming in here, I skated with him a couple days before camp. He looked incredible. And then right from, uh, right from the first whistle from Jeremy, from the, the start of camp, he, he's, he's, looked, he's looked awesome. He's looked fast. He's looked uh, confident. I think that's uh, – the biggest thing that I've noticed from Kirby on the ice, he's always been a confident kid as long as I've known him. And, and uh, to see that confidence sort of come over on the ice, he looks like he's shooting the puck better. He looks like he's skating better. He looks like he's holding onto the puck more, making some more plays. And he just looks confident up there. So I think, uh, you know, nobody's mentioned, I mean, I, I mentored him all year. So, I mean, I should get some, some stars in the right column for that, but you know, he's been, uh, He's been good. He's been. He's. He's. Uh, he's got the potential to be a great player in this league and a, and a great player for the Blackhawks for a long time. Very interesting and very, if you will, almost defiant stuff from Brent Seabrook, as uh, he said, he is very confident he is going to be able to become close to, if not the player that he once was during his glory time with the Blackhawks during those three Cup championships in six years where he was so instrumental. And you heard him in that exchange with Porter saying, yes, he was disappointed at the times he was scratched before deciding to end his season with those three surgeries, firmly believing that he was one of the six best defensemen the Blackhawks had in that room. And also very defiant in saying in the final four years he has left to run on his contract and yeah, he hears the chirps and the criticism about uh, the expense of his contract from here on out with the no-trade clause, that uh, he will be an effective player for at least the next four years, and perhaps even cracking the door open to uh, perhaps leaving the Blackhawks. Ideally, he wants to be a Blackhawks for his entire a member of the Blackhawk organization for his entire career. But when he said it's up to Stan or Jeremy, whether they think he can be the player that he once was, um, that seemed to indicate to me that uh, he could be open to listening to uh, perhaps being dealt to another team if that belief in Brent himself is not here. And perhaps another team in the NHL could have that kind of belief in order to swing a trade for him. But it's going to be uh, a real interesting and fascinating whenever the Blackhawks 19-20-21 training camp uh, commences, the competition that will be going to be taking place because you have Calvin DeHaan and Duncan Keith and Connor Murphy as veterans. And if Olimata is not bought out, there's another body that will be brought back in there. Slater Cuckoo is a restricted free agent, and we haven't even scratched the surface on some of the kids who will be competing for jobs. Adam Boquist is already here, as is Lucas Carlson. Nicholas Bodan has continued to impress during this uh, Phase 2 training camp in earning a trip to Edmonton after making his NHL debut on the final day uh, before the season was paused in that victory over the San Jose Sharks. And on top of that, you have Ian Mitchell, who is expected to finally become a Blackhawk and make the team. And also another recent college signee, college free agent signee, Wyatt Kalanuk from the University of Wisconsin, who has impressed a whole lot and may be NHL ready as well. So the competition 
including Brent Seeper, is going to be fascinating whenever that 19-20-21 training camp uh, will, of course, commence. And we hope uh, that that all happens on schedule, as we all hope that the Stanley Cup playoffs will be able to begin a week from Saturday, uh, one week from now, and also make its entire run. So a Stanley Cup is rewarded and the world is in a place where, you know, they can take their break, get back to training camp, perhaps in mid-November and uh, pick up the uh, 1920-21 season, uh, what everyone thinks should be December 1st. But a whole lot has to happen between now and then both uh, with what we're facing here with this uh, pandemic and also just getting through the rewarding of the Stanley Cup for this season in particular and what's going to happen in both Edmonton and Toronto over the coming weeks. But we are so happy hockey is going to start again for real as the Blackhawks are on their way to Edmonton once again. The preseason game, or the exhibition game, I should say, against the St. Louis Blues coming up on Wednesday at 5.30 on WGNRadio.com. The call from John and Troy. And then game one of the series, the best of five, against the Edmonton Oilers coming up Saturday on WGN Radio. A 2 o'clock puck drop with with John and Troy. I imagine we'll have a 1.30 pregame show for you as well. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. For my usual co-host, Joe Brandon, our producer, Curtis Koch, as well as the voice of the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast, Ernie Scanton. We appreciate you listening, and we'll be in touch with you again on when we'll have a fresh edition, perhaps after that Saturday game against the Edmonton Oilers, when we get to exactly where the Blackhawks are after game one of that series as uh, they begin the qualifying round. We encourage you to follow us. I'm at at Bowden Tweets. Joe is at at Joe underscore brand, the number one, at Joe underscore brand one. We also encourage you to subscribe to the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. It'll be there for you whenever one is ready. And you can also find it on WGNRadio.com. Once again, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you soon as Blackhawks Hockey is back. Thanks for listening to the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. Tell a friend, subscribe, and join the conversation. And follow the guys on Twitter at Bowden Tweets and at Joe underscore brand one. That was great! <laughs>